So you got to come up with new jokes for Kaylee, though. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you don't get to, no, I'm sorry. You don't get to demand how I rip on you. That's not how it works. <laughs> Do I need to go into a public bathroom where a bunch of bare asses have been and do a line of blow off the toilet? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to do it like off a hooker's ass or something <laughs> to make it momentous. If the Wolf of Wall Street has taught us anything. Yeah. <laughs> I say you dirty. How do you sit there and go, hmm, I wonder about cockroaches. But if yeah. someone said, "How do you? what do you think about porn addiction? I'd be like, let's dig into this. Well, clearly he's more into double penetration than anything else. Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke. And Nick. Hey, buddy. Hey, guy. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not as good as you. You've been uh, knee-deep in wedding bliss for the last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, Nothing but sex on tap. Right, right. Right, right. Right, and we married so we could have sex. Yep, that's the only time. Yeah. Exactly. So um, uh, that wedding was a blast. That's what uh, I'm hearing. I think people had fun. I'm curious about seeing the video to see you know what we missed as far as like uh i <laughs> you know what went on you know i'm sure you know because i amy amy danced her ass off and i walked around and talked to people but obviously you know it can't was be everywhere at once it was it was really awesome um well one i got to be a part of it which was really cool and two just to like people watch at your wedding was significantly more fun than a lot of my cousin's weddings for some reason just seeing friends get hammered and get a chance to just get out. Like Vern oh, Jesus was Christ. a... Uh, he was a belligerent mess. I was a disaster, and he was just... Wow. Well, he won drunkest um, <laughs> by far. He was he was an undefeated champion. And uh, he... Wow. My yeah. friend Al won second drunkest, and uh, we, we voted Jonah third drunkest. Uh, he was describing Allison's ass in many ways. Um Vern was? Yeah, he, uh, the, Allison is my wife. Um, so she was sitting at the table with Vern. Um, asked her, how does the ass get better after having a kid was one of his exact quotes. So that, <laughs> that one, that one was very, his, very it's entertaining. It's sort of a roundabout, take the long way, uh, <laughs> jump through a hoop. Uh, through a tunnel and climb a ladder compliment. Yeah. Well, I, w I was, I went by the table and, um, he, there's there's always a line that somebody says before they're gonna sort of say something that they probably shouldn't, and it always starts off with Nick. I don't mean any disrespect. Right. <laughs> Which actually, I think Vern has a T-shirt made that says that. Uh, just because he kind of he just points to his shirt and then spews. I think he said something along the lines of, "If you don't take care of that shit." I know somebody that will take care of that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's you know his way of saying your wife is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I actually had a, actually, I also got a couple compliments, uh, from people who had not met your, uh, wife. She's uh, a sweetheart. Somebody had said, uh, oh, Nick's really got a pretty wife. <laughs> and in spite of my arguments, uh, they still said so. So, okay. This kind of leads into, uh, 
Uh, 2008 story. Uh, I have a jogging buddy, Nick Simon. Yes. He was also at your wedding. Yes. We had just gone to uh, another friend's wedding, and Allison was wearing um, this orange dress. And I think you were actually there late at night. Uh, that's the story about her lefty and all that. I don't know. She was wearing this like. Um, well, you've brought up the lefty. Yeah, the, the peach colored dress. She's got this very what, short, uh, pretty platinum wait, blonde wedding. Time. Was it? This was our friend Lily's wedding. Okay, I wasn't there. Uh, and um, we had this great time at a wedding. Allison was uh, feeling it. She was in a good mood. She was drinking. Just a lot of charisma the entire night. So me, if like flash forward to the next day, me and Nick Simon are jogging in Joliet. This has just been like, which is stupid, by yeah, the way. Yeah, always going to be stupid. So we were we were uh, discussing friends while we jog. We just talked back and forth. It's the same path that you and me went on before. We were we were just starting to explore Facebook like a lot, and I was like, you know, I, I've always been making fun of the relationship statuses that they put on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm like, people like change their status to almost get sympathy. I was saying that to Nick Simon. So I'm like, you know, what I'm going to do. I was going to put it's complicated between Allison's and my status as a joke. Mm-hmm. And he fucking stops running in the middle of the run. He's like, "Don't fucking do that." And I was like, "I was, ju- I was just kidding." He's like, "You're gonna lose about five friends. You know, you know who your friends are real quick if you change your status because there's gonna be like five dudes that you didn't realize that would be like, "Hey, honey, I, I heard things are going wrong between you and Nick. Let me be just, your friend. Yeah, just wanna, you know, you got a shoulder to cry on if you're, you know, <laughs> things are." That's just, I didn't even think about that. But like, that's a good way to test, you know. You see what your scumbag <laughs> friends, you know, the ones that are just biding their time. And that's why I respect Vern, because he just comes right out and says well, it. Well, he, you know, this is a guy who would never try. And, I mean, <laughs> it, you could be, I would trust Vern with Amy. Uh, Four shots in, after five. Well, no, I not- mean, I wouldn't trust him to drive her around, but I would. <laughs> I would trust them alone. I know Vern would never be disrespectful in that regard he would say shit but he would never you know Vern is a for someone who says things things he says he has a line that he will not cross there's scruples there even though they're oh yeah oh yeah often clouded by Jack Daniels there there's the scruples that there's a line he does not cross he's very loyal he's a good man he's a good man he was very entertaining and uh I, I I definitely took that away as a highlight of the wedding. The photo booth was an awesome idea. We wanted to do that back in 05, and uh, we couldn't really find somebody to do that. Uh, that was all Amy. There's a lot of places now. Um, Good job, Amy. There was one uh, at uh, our friend Mike and Emily's wedding. You know, I'd seen him before, mm-hmm. but we you know people seem to enjoy it. And she's you know that was one of her. I really want to get a photo booth, and I was immediately because you know she would. There were a lot of our planning. Amy did most of our planning in the sense of you know i'd like this i'd like that and you know there's me just going mm, you know like one of uh marge simpson's sisters mm, you know but the photo booth right away i'm like oh yeah people enjoy that and we actually got the book sitting over there they make a book for you that's awesome um, with all the pictures the nice people and everything man yeah and yeah it's a it's a good gig i mean shit it's basically a computer with a camera on it i drink a, a program and you put a you put a curtain around it and give them some stupid hats and shit to wear and fucking it was it was perfect it was perfect a great night had by all and i didn't i didn't get my overnight sitter i had to pick her up that night so i had to sober up which was disappointing but other than that great night that is disappointing um so last episode we talked about bachelor parties 
and all this fun stuff. And, you know, there were some glaring omissions from the story that I was pointed out. Like, you didn't talk about this, 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 and this, this from guys that have heard the stories. Like, oh, there's all kinds of other stuff. You can do a whole sequel to that episode. But um, uh, I had a couple guys coming to the bar. Mm-hmm. And so they proceeded to tell me uh, their bachelor party story. Okay. Uh, which I thought you would find very entertaining. Um, so these two dudes come into the bar. They were discussing that one of their best buddies is getting married, and they did the old Vegas bachelor party because everyone lives out here in Elmhurst. Right. They decided to all go on a budget, and it looked like everyone ended up dropping uh, over five grand at the Spearmint Rhino because Jesus they got suckered into Christ. the, the VIP celebrity That's room. so stupid. And, you know, the thing about it is, like, they didn't really get into details of the story or anything, but I just just imagine that amount of cash getting spent in one week. And he said one of his buddies makes, like, $300 a month. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he had to put it on the I've old credit card. I've been saving up for 15 yeah. years for this bachelor party. <laughs> It could deteriorate that quickly, especially if you go in a place because I was, you know, we were kind of getting the discussion. Being drunk at a place like that is not like being drunk uh, anywhere else. Being drunk at a bar, you kind of just kind of are hovering there and you get a drink and you might get another one. You might go over the line, you get a cab or you get somebody to drive you home. Drunk in a place like that, you just have all these vices trying to get you to open your wallet. Sure. Oh, yeah. One more dance. So they were in the V. I didn't realize there was the celebrity suite at the Spearmint oh. Rido. So I don't think they recalled seeing any celebrities. But uh. yeah, well, I guess you're a celebrity. <laughs> hey, buddy, give me give me a thousand dollars. No, five you're grand, a celebrity. Five grand in one night. I've I I. What's the most you spend at any place? Not even a, like a, a strip, strip club. club. No, no, just like any place in general. Like um, a fancy restaurant. How do you spend five grand in one time, spot? I I I've never spent over. I would say four or five hundred dollars, and that's me picking up the bill. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's you know, or if like a bunch, of, you go with a big group of people. I I had a, we had a um, big party once at this restaurant, um, and a bunch of people kind of like dropped insufficient cash and left. Or I had a few people that didn't even put money in. Oh, that seems to happen way too often. Um, with a and group all of a sudden, I was I was left with like a, a six hundred dollar <clears throat> bill. My buddy. Cisco, who was at the wedding, and then the ex-boyfriend of one of my friends, it was out. This is out in California. Noticed me kind of looking at the bill and came over, and each of them threw in like, you know, 150 bucks. So, and then I footed the rest. That's cool. Um, so they, you know, they kind of bailed me because I was sitting there with the bill, going, "Oh fuck," <laughs> you know. And I, so, I mean, I, See, well, I, I, but I couldn't. I, there's no way. There's no way. You like feel that in your gut, right? Like how bad that feels because I've I think my, the most I've spent, maybe that it's not a wedding or anything or like a big event, maybe like five hundred dollars tops, and that included the tip, like everything put yeah. together, and that like empty pit in your stomach, like holy shit, how am I going to get these this five hundred dollars back? Just imagine dropping five thousand dollars on what is probably literally one hour of entertainment, right? Yeah. For for I mean. I'm no expert, but I imagine you could probably get two hookers for the whole night <laughs> for five grand and get a lot more entertainment out of it than you would, even if you didn't touch them. <laughs> you invite two hookers to your room, give them five grand. They're going to do shit that is complete, would never happen in a strip club. Right? I mean, I'm guessing. I've never, I've never solicited a prostitute. Uh, Though our last time in Vegas, we did, we did follow a couple just to see how they would, uh, 
interact with people. Uh, and- the last trip, that was the first time I had ever been propositioned by a hooker in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've always heard of people getting yeah, propositioned, getting but I, it, you went up to the room. There was this blonde sitting by the slot machine. She happened to be like three slots away from me. And I was playing the penny slots as you were going up and she like was one more seat over and then one more seat over sure, and then she over. started talking to me and I was like, Oh, she's just being friendly. And then I looked at her for like more than a second. Oh yeah. Okay. I see where this is going. All and right. She, I, I labeled that one. You're like, no, no, no. Yeah. You, and you I'm called like, it. that's a hooker. I'm you like, got a hooker radar on you standing by the, like just off the <laughs> elevator, just standing for no reason, just off the walking path. And all of a sudden she solicits a guy and you're like, Oh my God, that is. Yeah. I had to text him. <laughs> Yeah, Luke, you were right. It was a whore. Yeah. Oh man. So um, my hooker dar. <laughs> <laughs> so good wedding, good bachelor party. Everything was good. Luke had to leave early because of lo- or, uh, Otis, right? Yeah, we yeah. thought he broke his leg. He's got a bad, uh, bad hip on one side, Aww. and uh, his knee. He has fluid on his knee, and Amy was in bed, and he jumped off the bed. She didn't see what happened, but he just started yiping and was holding his leg up, and she thought he busted his leg, and. Took him in to the emergency vet, which is always, I mean, you talk about spending money. I mean, <laughs> seriously, uh, that's always, uh, you know, they're good, but man, is it fucking expensive. And, uh, you oh. know, they, they did an x-ray and they see the fluid on his knee and he's still, you know, he's still a little gimpy. I'm about to sound like a heartless bastard right now. All right. So I got in a conversation with somebody else at the bar and regarding dogs mm-hmm. and uh, they were essentially stating that uh, their dog had cancer. And they needed to get this like crazy operation for the dog. Mm. And I think it ended up costing them six grand, seven mm. grand, somewhere around that spot. Okay. And I'm thinking of my dog as he's telling the story. I love my dog. Havana's a great dog, but man, I, I don't know if I could pull the trigger on the six, seven grand. That's why I sound heartless. And I know there's well, a lot of dog lovers out there going, you fucker. Well, you, but I'm just like thinking about it. You're someone though that you, you work your job and then you go till the wee hours of the morning a couple days a week slinging wine for people yeah. and you have a child and you have you know there's a, there's a difference and there's a difference in you, you got to weigh it out with how your life is i mean yeah, I, I look at our animals we don't have any children and i look at our animals like they're our children and absolutely I would do any oh, my does sister it, does the same thing like she you got her dogs, and they're basically her kids. You know, yeah. throws them birthday parties. Well, and Otis shit. has been with me for a long time, and he is—I mean, he's my boy. I mean, he's—you know, somebody's. When I was going through the divorce, he would, and I come home from work, and I didn't—you know—just like just had be- begun, and I was living alone, and I—I I would sit on the couch at like six thirty, seven o'clock, and go, well, "I don't know what to fucking do with myself." He would nuzzle and you. I would be like, "Well, I guess you know, I can go to bed," and it's like seven o'clock. And I'd sit there, and Otis would sit on the couch next to me. He wouldn't lay on me, like, looking for attention. He would just sit there. And every so often, he would just kind of look at me. And uh, it was such a a knowing way he was carrying himself. Like, he knew something was up. Yeah. He knew something was different. Um, and he, you know, like when I had my back surgery, he laid on the floor next to me for, like, a week. So listen to this. You, you're so heartfelt right now. See, this is the sensitive side of Luke coming out. He's not all yells, people. He's my boy. He's not all yells. Oh, man. So, uh... Otis hates Obama, what too. Did, what did you... What did you <laughs> bite him. 
Uh, what what did what did you think of the interviews from the wedding? I thought they were very entertaining. All right, I uh, hope I actually thought at one point like uh, Luke's gonna be a, a little upset, and then I thought about it for like two more seconds. Like, no, Luke's not gonna give a shit about any of this. No, no, no. I remember. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jeff Zagrosi labeled me the librarian of shame because I always remember. I always remember what someone did or said, and I hold on to it. And then down the road, a year, two, five years later, when the opportunity presents itself. It will be. It will be touched upon. Let's call Jeff a pacifist pedophile and he's going to sit there in the corner and cry for a little bit. See, I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he lab- I, that's why I put my job on Facebook as the librarian of shame because Jeff labeled me that. And I said, you know what? That's high quality. So you got to come up with new jokes for Kaylee, though. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you don't get to, no, I'm sorry. You don't get to demand how I rip on you. That's not how it works. <laughs> My buddy Joe from California, we've been busting his balls for being short for about a decade. And that's not going away <laughs> until he grows. And he's like 40 years old and he's not growing. So I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a, You gave him like, well, stop making fun of your shortness until you uh, gain a couple inches here or there. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, Kaylee and, jo- uh, and Jimmy don't get to decide. Uh, so she, she turns 40. You're like, nope, still, still too young. Well, I mean, it will progress out of that, but it's still relevant right now. I'm sorry. Well, I made yeah. fun of I make fun of Jimmy's thin mustache that he grows sometimes. Uh, the pedestache. That's what I've been uh, calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know his his uh, 1920s debonair, <laughs> uh, thin Clark Gable mustache that he totes around. Let's go to Atlantic City. Oh, you know. Man. Those guys, those guys are good sports. I'm surprised I got as many uh, audio clips as I did. So, oh yeah, people partook, and I think the the toughest one because I've never busted Aaron's balls, and she she made (laughs) comments about uh, that I would have a small penis, Uh, (laughs) and I sat there and I went, God, I don't think I've ever busted Aaron's balls about anything like consistently. She's almost, and I I don't want to say the phrase untouchable because you know I imagine somebody out there could figure something out, but. She's good. Aaron, wow. She gets a pat on the back for me. She she's almost to see. She she rolls the stuff off the kind of same way you do. She'd be like, "All right, make fun of me. I'm gonna just say vagina or something like yeah. that." Well, she really likes <laughs> vagina. Not not the not the the object itself, <coughs> but the, the word vagina. Yeah. Well, it rolls off the tongue so nicely. Yes. That's a double entendre. It, I used to call it a fungina. <laughs> so we got a couple topics stemming from a while back. Um, that we never got to. Right. Uh, I I was listening, as I always, I think this was NPR I was listening to, and they were talking about the legalization of marijuana in Washington State. It's the second state to do it after Colorado for uh-huh. recreational use. Mm-hmm. And this dude um, that called in was um, basically an advocate against it. And his story essentially was he was a big pothead, and it led to other drugs. This was basically his thing. Uh, cocaine, crack, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And now he's an anti-drug advocate, which I can understand. You know, he probably went through some tough times and he's telling people not to start. But his his point was, and this is what he's like, he goes, no one that ever smoked crack <coughs> didn't do marijuana first. And he goes... You know, I'm not saying everyone that smokes marijuana is going to smoke crack, but this is opening up the floodgates to uh, this deviant society of everyone 
getting high all the time and it'll lead to all this other shit. And I, I just didn't uh, feel his argument so much with the addictive personalities the, like that people have. Like, yeah, not everyone that drinks beer is going to fucking crash their automobile into somebody, but some people do. That's a stupid argument. You know, mm, not everybody yeah, but crash that kills an ant is going to go up to be a dog killer. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I get it. But yeah. he, what he's saying is they're, they're tied together. Everything's tied together. Everything's relevant. It's just... To me, it's almost like because you have an addictive personality, that means I can't handle my own shit. That's kind of what he's saying to everybody. Um, well, to a point, it's not saying you specifically. He's just saying. Oh, that obviously not me specifically. Is, and I get what he's <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm yelling at him through the radio. I, Fuck I, you. I support the legalization of marijuana because yeah. I would tax the shit out of it. I mean, but I don't smoke pot. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I don't it's not on my radar. It's not something that I ever really wanted to do as a recreational thing. But man, I. Think of just the revenue that something like that would produce, and think of all the people that don't go to jail for something so minor. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a well, silly thing to put people away for, in my opinion. Well, you can give them the whole socioeconomic status of it. I it's mean, survival of the fittest. I think. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you get sucked into crack, yeah. Um, you know, I, I I have a I have a problem with the people that call it a dis- disease. It, it's because yeah, it's, 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 it's that, that fine. Some line. people have a a, a, a predisposed uh, you know addiction where you're you're more likely to become an alcoholic or you're more likely to become a drug addict if you do it. But to call drug addiction a disease, you don't catch crack. No, you okay? can't. You you choose. To smoke this, even though it's a, 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 you know, going in, this is a terrible drug. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm flabbergasted by the availability and the amount of people that I see doing heroin now. It's amazing, right? It's it's absolutely amazing. Unheard of when I was young. I uh, just just from being in a position of uh, being a bartender and seeing the things that I've seen, uh, people hiding cocaine inside the bathroom stall like this is this is a nice city all right elmhurst is a nice place yeah just to think that we have people that come inside of our bar and enjoy a snifter of brandy and a little wine and then they got to go snort some cocaine in the bathroom like that's that's insane to me like but it's not everybody obviously so any activity that requires you, besides, you know, using the toilet, anything that requires you to do it on the shitter <laughs> is probably not a good activity. Okay? So if you have this cocaine, ask yourself, do I need to go into a public bathroom where a bunch of bare asses have been and do a line of blow off the toilet? Yeah. Okay? It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. I mean... If you're going to do it, you got to do it like off a hooker's ass or something to make it momentous. <laughs> if the Wolf of Wall Street has taught us anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you have to go do whatever you want to do on the shitter, it's, it's probably so, not a good idea. So fucked up, man. It, you know, I, I I get what you're saying because, yes, there, and I agree with you. I've seen more and more people doing harder drugs. But, I mean, it's not even legal in Illinois at this point. Right. So, I mean... That was going to be there regardless if it's the, the pot was legal or not. Right. I think you and me are capitalists when it comes to like 
tax the shit out of it, put it in a pretty box. You yeah, know, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois is yeah, bankrupt. Yeah, we could use that. Good. Get put some it fucking money. I mean, I'm for legalizing these, and I, I, you know, I, I think pot can lead to other things. But like I said, survival of the fittest. If think, you can't think control back your to, shit, think back to your group of friends. Yeah. Back when you were young, because I mean, all right, say you guys are 16, 17 years old. Was there anybody in your group that didn't smoke, smoke pot? Nobody smoked pot. Nobody in your group. Not when I was 16, 17. 16, 14 years old and up, I was the 1%. I'm not kidding. Everybody in my group drank and everybody smoked pot. I got a few years on you, though. It's true. Um, then it did progress. This is back when I was 14. I was, I was like, there, and I'm talking like within a couple years. Like when I was in high school, there was not one girl that was pregnant in my class. And it was like it was a Catholic school, and it was private, so you get There's the only one that I can recall. Um, but yeah. two, two and three years behind me, all of a sudden, all these girls start getting <laughs> pregnant, and you know, I had two <laughs> thoughts. I was water. like, "Wow!" My first thought was, "Wow!" You know, these girls are what a change in philosophy. Um, and two, why didn't the girls in my class put out like this? <laughs> Uh, well, you just weren't trying hard enough, man. Oh, I was trying. <laughs> I was uh, a walking hormone. I, I well, I get. Yeah, I guess it is kind of weird because I mean, I don't think of us as being too far separated in age sometimes, but maybe it was just a four or five year gap that really kind of pot know. was everywhere. And then it led to you know, some people doing cocaine. And now it's heroin, and it's like, whoa, Jesus! Then there was a point where heroin became. I had one of my ex-employees that got arrested she got tried to lie to me told me she got or pulled over uh she wasn't drunk and this is like her third arrest uh and had and they they busted her because she had a little pot in her car she said now she was going through court and all this shit oh and all this fun. stuff before that um <coughs> they're stacking and, up the you know she got arrested against for, her she got arrested for she had heroin oh, and she was Jesus. all fucked up and it was like her third dui so am i destroying my own argument that i'm you know now, the more and more we talk about it, we're seeing rise in all this kind of drug. I honestly don't think that most people that smoke pot, and you I was trying to make an example of you and your friends, but obviously that it's it's a failed example. Well, because, I know. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't think it necessarily leads to it, but pot's such a, a low-end drug, I guess. That's what it's, I'm saying. Like, if you're yeah. going to shoot heroin, you're going to smoke pot. I mean, it's <laughs> not like, mm, I'm against pot, but mm, let me jam this needle in my arm. Yeah, you know it's so it, it's it doesn't necessarily. I think it's a, a very flawed argument because yes, certainly anyone who does crack or heroin probably smokes or had smoked pot, um, but I don't necessarily think there's a direct link. Like I smoked pot because there's a lot of people that stopped at that. Yeah, but um, you, when you when you think of the laws that are in place now, I we used to make jokes about this shit because it was like 1995, and we used to joke around like, you know, one day this stuff's going to be legal and everyone would giggle, you know, like, ah, and, and be like, I tell you, man, by the year 2050, it's going to be legal. There's going to be some some cool president that makes it legal. And yes, because that know, makes the president. Yes. Cool. Oh, of course. In 1995, that's what would have made any president cool. He's a pothead. Yeah. we got to trust a pothead. So it, well, like had Bill Clinton, the the thing about it was I never thought that the uh, legalization of the stuff would come this early in my brain, like. Because there's always been such a, uh, I don't want to say conservative, but like a, um, 
I even say people right don't want to take like, that big step. Yeah, they yeah. don't want to. They don't want to. A make lot it. of things have to fall into place for that. To it's the family values crowd, I guess, would be like, "That's ridiculous. Um, we don't want to put this shit out there, like cigarettes." And look, there's out. always going to be extreme people. Yeah. There's always extreme people. You know, I talk about. That, I don't think it's that extreme to not want pot at the stores. I mean, it's just kind of uh, like, well, I don't they, want my 18 year old to have access to it. What's it, her name? Ann Cold Cold. I can never say her Coulter name. Coulter. It's yeah. Coulter. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, technically, she is on my end of the spectrum as far as my political and socioeconomic. I don't think she's on anybody's end of the spectrum. But she's so far extreme. I mean, even I look at her and go, Jesus Christ, lady, some of the shit that comes out of her Side mouth. Side note, did you see what she just said about the fucking the, the doctor? There's a doctor that caught Ebola treating patients in Africa. Okay. Did you? She so she wrote this fucking article about him. I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the exact things that she wrote, but it was all over the place. Essentially, she said. Um, it's his own fault. He could have been helping people out in a two-bit town in Texas. It's his choice to go over to Africa. And so I'm like, so now you're ripping on a humanitarian. Yeah. A guy trying yeah, see, to help. I don't claim help, help my group. Help, I mean, like. There's always idiots. People that are just sick. He's just trying. He's a doctor. Hippocratic yeah. Oath. That's what he's trying to do. And so the fact that they weren't American let her into this whole like, I you know, I her way of thinking. Rah, I, rah. Sometimes people say things on both ends that I can't possibly think they actually believe that uh, you would have liked it yesterday we had a group of us making fun of michael moore so that was good oh god help me. <laughs> so the, the the marijuana conversation i actually brought up we were going to talk about it like a couple episodes again anyway but it it leads into something that i heard this was on wgn and they were um they were talking about a cambridge cambridge university study and this is what we were talking about before the show started the Cambridge University study essentially is looking into websites like Pornhub, uh, X videos, and all these other like places that have become popular online. Did, did they post the links? No, they did not, unfortunately. Fuck. The online uh, porn sharing communities. It's like YouTube, but I, if, if you don't know what this stuff is, you're probably not vile human beings like me and Luke. But if you do know what the stuff is, then, you know. I am aware of them yeah. for research purposes only. <laughs> As I told you before the show, I, I have been taking part in the study and not even knowing it. If you're a guy with a smartphone, you've probably heard of it. Ooh, Otis is hugging the cord. Anyway, so the Cambridge University study that came out basically was looking at the brainwave patterns of people with addictions to drugs. Mm -hmm. And they found that it has the exact same patterns of people that called themselves addicted to online pornography. So essentially they were mat matching things up and then they they stated, stated essentially that porn is more addictive than drugs. And marijuana was the thing they cited in particular. Okay. And I really had to think about that for a second because I am a, a man of technology and I have known to click on a website or two in my time. I don't think it's one of those things I uh, need like a, a drink or anything like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, if if it wasn't there, would you care? I guess is a better question. Now that it's there, like all full disclosure, how often <laughs> you well, go I to mean, one of these websites? There was a point. <laughs> there was a point. It's not. A, there was a point it wasn't there. It's like water. You can't you can't click on the internet without getting hit by something that's right in front of you. Even if it's just something as simple sure. as like the chive or or uh, what's that Reddit? Like everything vile. Amy, you agree, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't I don't know. I mean, I I I think all addiction probably runs the same brainwaves. So you could talk cigarettes, you could talk chewing tobacco, you can talk porn, you can addiction to anything. I'm sure the mind functions very very similarly in all ways. I just like the thought and idea of people at Cambridge in big English accents talking about pornography. That would be a fucking cool study. (laughs) I mean, seriously. I mean, people study like cockroaches and crap and shit like that. And you're like, wow, that, how do you sit there and go, "Mm, I wonder about cockroaches. But if someone said, how do you, what do you think about porn addiction? I'd be like, let's dig into this. Clearly he's more into double penetration than anything else. Yes. (laughs) Midget porn seems to draw the most addiction. It's, it's so, the thing that caught me, the entire article and everything was, it's more addictive. And so is that the way everything's going toward? Because like yeah, how do you decide if it's more addictive? I mean that's still unless it has a physical like heroin is like an instant addiction. Crack is like an instant. I'd be looking for raw hands more than anything else. Well, I mean but what I'm (laughs) I mean you can you can gauge you can gauge the chemicals that come in the body when you have when you take a hit of crack. And you can say these chemicals, but to say brain waves, I mean, how do you just? Oh, it's brain waves. Uh, I want to. I want to. I'm going to go back and uh, read the article just to double check, fact check myself. But, yeah, fact uh, check and maybe do some research. <laughs> your some of your own research. Draw your own conclusions. I encourage all of you out there, all listeners, to draw your own conclusions on porn. Oh, I clicked it. Oh, good times. But hey, hey. Uh, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Last night was a. Uh, unbearable shift but um what are you smoking by the way is that an e-cigarette it is an e-cigarette how does that thing even work i have no idea <laughs> the last time i well, saw one was, was a timmy k as you know for many many years i've battled with tobacco addiction yep um and porn <laughs> and porn <laughs> Um, but not smoking porn. I never understood. Yeah, that. he was. He was. He was uh, on the VHS. He moved to DVD. And yeah, now he's got the gateway the online. Um, and I, you know, I'd quit and gone back and quit and gone back. Yeah. And Amy makes fun of me because I call it the activity. And what I said, I, I, because she'll say, "How's intense, your activity, man?" And well, I, I said, even when I quit, I'd always missed, even though I'd gotten past the nicotine addiction, mm. I missed the stepping away the the whole and i said or no i'm sorry the and the process of taking this thing so allison's always you, said you're, you're going kinda, outside you, ta- you, yeah. you take a break you step away just the whole like you know blowing the smoke out so i i have that i can think of i have four friends that have quit smoking mm. and gone to uh what they call vaping which is this is basically a it's got a battery and it's got a uh like a little casing here where you put this liquid and it's basically water with nicotine mixed in. And there's a little wick in there that you press this button and it burns hot. It, it, it evaporates the liquid and you pull it in and you get a a water with nicotine going in and you can pick levels of nicotine and there's flavors right now. I'm, I'm tugging on a vanilla cake mixed in with what's called the Godfather. Um, (laughs) And it gives it gives the burn in the throat that smokers a lot of smokers like. It's you know you get that feeling in your throat, and I have no desire to like actually have a regular cigarette. to get a regular because I'm getting what I need from this. I'm getting my nicotine. First, that, it looks like a lightsaber, that's... and I can wind it down. No, that's my penis. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to pull it out at the yeah, same time. Yeah, to yeah, I mean, you. come on, yeah, um, and blow myself. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> 
Hey, um, I can never reach. But it's it's vanilla cake mixed with the Godfather, and it smells good, and it doesn't like it's not like a smoke that gets on things. It's a it's a water vapor that evaporates. All right, so you know, like again, I've seen these things all over. I never bothered to look it up. Never asked questions about it ever. Is that thing any better for you than a cigarette? Yeah, there's no tar. Okay. There's none of the chemicals that come with the smoke. But even with the nicotine, is it like? <laughs> well, the nicotine's a drug, and I'm okay. sure you know nicotine's not good for you in okay. a sense. Um, but so it's not a 100 percent like health-free. Sure, yeah. not not smoking anything would be ideal. <laughs> but for someone like me that can admit that I just struggle with this thing, and rather than pick up a cigarette and smoke it, and you smell and you get the tar and the shit and the the carbon monoxide that comes into you. There's none of that in this. The smell was always the worst. Yeah, and yeah. it's I admit, you know, I admit that I was a slate. And it, I'm sorry, it's not a disease. Okay, it was my choice to pick up that first cigarette. Bravo, sir. Um, I didn't catch smoking. Um, <laughs> if I somewhere down the line develop cancer and it's linked to my past in smoking, that was my fault. Catch smoking um, sounds like the best. I, I just I, I get it. I get it. I get a, a irritated by the and I and I the people that use it almost as a crutch, like an excuse. Well, that was well what's going I'm on a, with the obese people saying a, that like uh, McDonald's made them fat and shit like that. Right. Yeah. I you know there's I, other choices. I, oh, I'm I'm an addict, um, but it's not my fault. It's a disease. <laughs> I mean, I get the I get the whole uh, the whole deal with uh, you know people understanding that they have a, a predisposed whatever, but take some responsibility for your actions. I take responsibility for my actions. Uh, Amy's friends bought this for me as a gift. Nice. And, that was your uh, wedding present. Part of it, yeah. <laughs> well, I had been talking about it, and I'd said, you know what, I'm going to try after the wedding, and they showed up day of the wedding with this, and I really appreciate it. And I've really taken a liking to it, and it has. I have had zero desire to pick up a cigarette. Nice man. I hope the uh, trend continues. Well, you know, I can wind off of it as Jonah did. Jonah quit smoking. He was vaped, and then he wound down, and now he he rarely even picks up his vapor thing anymore. We flushed your sin sticks down to hell. What was I talking about earlier with you? Yes, the Stephen A. Smith shit. ESPN. Oh, with the Ray Rice. With the Ray Rice thing. Ray Rice. Hey, now, okay, Ray Rice is a football player. What team does he play for? Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and you had emailed me, like, what do yeah, I think of the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, we went back and forth, but it was, like, so long ago. Yeah, well, you had asked me what my thought is, and I said, well, obviously, you know, he, he closed, pun he knocked his girlfriend out. So there's so footage of the... the of of the hitting. So just to give everybody that needs to catch up, I'll give you a visual. Uh, Ray Rice, football player, he's in an elevator with his wife, right? Not well, she married him like two days later. Okay, so they were fiancé at the time, I guess. Now, there's supposedly video of what happened inside of the elevator, but there's a famous video by the uh, basically the, the gossip website, TMZ. They put out footage of him dragging his unconscious wife. Yeah. From the elevator. Yes. Now I was, um, I heard the story, but I never had seen the footage yeah. up until like when I texted you. Right. All right. So he basically drags this woman unconscious out of out of the uh, the elevator, and so the NFL decides that after hearing the details of the story that they're gonna 
lay some sort of suspension on him. Yep. And they came out with the suspension for him, and it was two games? Two games. Two games. So um, that led to a huge backlash. I don't even want to say feminist groups. There was a lot of people. It was sure. a, some. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, isolated of, to the extremists. A lot. A lot of people were like, "This is kind of fucked up," based on precedents set by the NFL for other incidents. Am I saying that right? Like, I'm not. Yeah, but yeah. they were drawing. They were. They were taking the full scope of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were they were touching on like people that are uh, suspended for drug use and things like that, and saying that was more extreme. And I. Yeah, we'll go on with your story. But that's no, I, I, I think I'm saying the story right so far. So, um, uh, S- uh, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless did a I whole. I've never listened to anything. Skip Bayless, d- d- oh, they were both on ESPN. They did a back and forth. First uh-huh. of all, I think Stephen A. Smith is just awful. Just I, I can't, oh, you know, I like. Stephen I a. can't stand him, man. I, I wanna... used to not like him, but I like. I, I tend to. Uh... Maybe it's his voice that does it for yeah, me. It's a little, he it's overemphasizes a little... certain words that probably sure. should, like in the middle of a sentence, like say, "I'm, I'm ordering a cheeseburger." He'll emphasize the a. You know, yeah. I'm ordering a cheese. Like this weird shit he does yeah, with his voice. He's got some sort of Farrakhan thing going <laughs> when he gets on his rants. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs a little tie. Good times. You know, my uh, my buddy went to school with Farrakhan's kid. Oh, that had to be exciting. Oh, he said it was a disaster. Anyway, um, so Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless are basically debating the topic. Skip Bayless, uh, what did he say? He kind of was... Um, I don't even know what Skip yeah, Bayless said. Like, uh, essentially, they were going back and forth. Stephen A. Smith went the route of stating somewhere along the lines of, I'm against any kind of women hitting. Nobody should lay their hands on a woman. But <laughs> and the second you throw the button there, he kind of just like everyone turned their heads and like, what's he going to say? And he went somewhere along the lines of what did she do to put herself in this situation? Because women need to make sure not to put themselves in this scenario, if at all right. possible. Right. I think I'm not uh, screwing That's it up. That's basically yeah. what he said. That is basically the gist of what he said. So the other female employee at ESPN, for the life of me, I can't remember her name because I don't think she's on TV. I think she's a... She might be. She She's one of his colleagues. Yeah. And she just ripped Tweeted him. Yeah, she was putting a bunch of tweets. Yeah, yeah. She just, uh, her, teats, her tweets were pretty funny. You know, like, I guess I just have to remove myself from the fist or something like, you know, just... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's what she was saying. What he was going at is not really possible in all scenarios, you know. Sure, and 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 you know here's and then he got mad and, and he said something and somebody got just uh, it was literally yesterday. I was looking at uh, uh, somebody got hit from the Huffington Post. They, they said another ESPN celebrity got fined for their comments on domestic abuse. So now I want to look it up, but I don't want to stop the show, so I won't. Well, I. <laughs> two games and i said i don't think it's enough i mean where do we want to address this we want yeah, to let's let's the... start with let's start with the ray rice suspension okay. thing the nfl the, the and we need to it needs to be stated because what Stephen a smith was referring to was not that like oh she was in the elevator with him <laughs> she closed fist punched him in the face yeah she hit him okay. first or something along those yeah. lines yeah so did it warrant him hitting her? Uh, probably not. He wasn't. He wasn't in like a grave danger. Did he talk about her? Uh, his mom. I. But the, 
I mean, the point, and that's what he was referring to, was she close fist punched him, and that, that it was a reaction on his part Yeah, to probably close fist punch her and knock her out. Because we all know football players are the most level-headed right, and sensible human You're, beings They're in a the violent planet. sport for yeah. a reason. Um, but they... I don't want to get wrote into this show. Well, there's so many <laughs> angles to attack this. Luke, you've been fired um, from the show. Yeah. I don't want to be suspended for a week. Uh, you, was the suspension long enough? Roger Goodell came out and said that he suspended him based on precedent that had been set for that type of thing. He And he, his words were, I just can't make up the rules as I go along. And... Mm. Uh, yeah, which he, is strange because Roger Goodell <laughs> seems to do that a lot. But yeah. okay, so that was his justification of suspension. And you had asked me what I thought was it too long, too short, and my response. And I'm sorry, this might sound insensitive, mm. um, but when I told you that I would root for Hitler if he played for the Cubs and could hit, we we realize your stance on insensitivity. So. My my entire view on this was. He shouldn't have punched her in the face. How does this affect his fantasy football value? <laughs> okay. And that's the way I view things. I'm sorry. This is Luke's world that Luke lives in. Uh, uh, well, we Ray lost. Rice oh, there on, goes the last is on one listener. of my fantasy uh, teams in a keeper league. And my question was, do I hold on to him? Is he going to bounce back this year? Uh, is it worth keeping him with the two-game suspension? <laughs> that's my theory on that. Uh, so for it. the five guys still listening, like, yeah, that bitch should nagged up. <laughs> <laughs> Take her out, Ray. Yeah, you got to score points Ray, for Luke's come team. No. <laughs> but what Stephen A. said was, don't put yourself in that situation. And what he was saying was, and what I believe he said, no, I, right I, or wrong, what I meant, what I believe his intent was to say, don't punch the dude in the face. For people that say, you should never, under any circumstances, ever punch a woman, hit a woman. And my response is, what if she's coming at you with a knife? Okay. <laughs> yep. Should I go, hey, baby, I'm a gentleman. And while she's fucking gutting me in the kidney, you know? <laughs> no, I would fucking drill her right on the bridge of her nose and put her down. Um, I'm sorry, but there are circumstances where you're going to hit a woman. Why do I visualize all but this stuff, man? It's in if my he's brain not in immediate danger, if he's not in immediate danger, which he wasn't, uh, take the fucking hit. And you know what? You walk away. Yeah. I imagine. You say, hey, I am not going to be with you anymore. I can't be with someone who's first who's going to resort to punching me in the face. Yeah. He I mean, he could have gone a couple different routes. Just pushed her away. Yeah. And like, you know, grab her by the arms. Yeah, stop it. I mean, um, he's a strong dude. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's capable of basically breaking her in half. So, yeah, I grab mean, her by the arms and hold her and say, "Hey, stop." I think, in all seriousness, Roger Goodell could have took an initiative. And I think I even said this in the email. He could have said, uh, "We don't tolerate that kind of action in the NFL. It's not the image we want to portray." Um, he's suspended for half a season. Let it go through the appeals process. Probably bring it down to four games at the end of the day. You know, they'll, they'll do it the right way. And if he would have said one sentence, I'm the commissioner of this league. I'll take the hit if people want to come after me. This is how I feel. He would have been a fucking applauded. People would have been like, yeah, Goodell's taking a stand, right? No, they wouldn't. Have. And he, he wouldn't really have been taking a stand in the first place. He would have said something like that. The appeals process would have brought it very quietly down to a lower suspension because... You know, he can't probably have the power to justify a half season or something like that. 
But all he had to do was say it. Just for pu- for PR purposes. Well, no. Just, no. <laughs> just do it. Because no matter what. <laughs> I don't know what I, I just I hate the oh my hands are tied. <laughs> my well, no matter what, one hundred percent. No matter what his decision, mm-hmm. no matter what, he would be being ripped because this yeah, is I, I don't something that people it. are yeah, passionate about. I like ripping Goodell no matter what. So. so there's something that people are passionate about. So no matter what, if he had to spend him for a year, some people would have said, "Oh, it's still too. He should be banned for. He should be banned for life." But I think uh, you and me look at it through not so much of a prism. I mean, I think there's, you know. Obviously, the no extreme, like, what? He just punched a girl. Like, tell him he can't play in the preseason. He's done. You know, like, there would have been those assholes, and there would have been other guys that, like, you know, make sure he never plays again with Michael Vick, you know? Yeah, he should never be on the foot. Yeah. And I, I, Michael Vick, I completely dis, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge animal lover. Completely disagree. I think he's a scumbag. I root against him. But he served his time, right? If he was on my fantasy team, I would then root for him. Sorry, just being yeah, honest. Uh, Two, honesty is the best. But policy. he did serve. He served his time. He served his time. And someone who commits a crime, any crime, if they serve, you don't time, have a right just because they're yeah. a public figure to deny them going back to work. You can be angry about it, but you can't deny them. I'm so, sorry, yeah. someone who, someone who, uh, I mean, do we, do we, someone who does dog fighting or domestic abuse, do we then? Follow them around and make sure they can never get a job again. You could say that you know just I mean? about any criminal I, ever. Yeah, yeah. I, you. I'm sorry, you can't work in the construction because you hit a woman ten years ago. And I think you've actually been pretty good with your stance and your place of employment. You've helped a lot of people out that were. I've tried to help people. Yeah, that you know, other people would have otherwise passed by because of certain things that they did in their past. And like, yeah, everyone's got stupid shit that they've done. I mean, obviously this is an extreme punching a woman in the face, but you know, yeah, again, I think nobody's beyond redemption, but, uh, you know, I still think the fine was too fucking light besides the point going back to Stephen A. Smith yeah. and the ultra defending himself. Cause he, he went on to defend himself like two more times and the yeah. defense was saying the exact same thing, just in a longer way. And I just thought at one point you should just stop even trying because you're just, nobody's going to listen to you. <sighs> It reminds me of it reminds me of Tony Dungy. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, we we brought this up. I know it's a company, and you can you can say this is our policy and this is the stance we're going to take. But why do they ask these fucking people's opinions? Because they want to exploit the opinion. Like, but do I think Tony Dungy is a big time homophobe or anything like that? I think any practical person that views the story thinks Tony Dungy is just an old school guy and he's got certain viewpoints and he's not some crazy bigot against homosexuals or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He I'm said like, something along the well, lines no, that we wouldn't want the drama. And then people pointed out that you'd have Michael Vick on his team, you know, and it, it's still, I don't understand the attacking of well, somebody for a one note sentence. Right. You know, well, there was they attacked that one guy. They wanted him suspended. Uh, uh, that when that basketball player came out, uh, oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. he gave his opinion and Tony Dungy. And what aggravates me and why I get so aggravated with like the liberal 
sense of it Liberal is mean. they rise up if someone doesn't agree and they want them punished and ESPN and because I, I watch a lot of sports and watch ESPN yeah. so it seems to be along the lines of ESPN I look at ESPN and ESPN seems to have this here's our views as a company yet we employ all these people where we ask for their personal opinions yep if their opinions don't jive with what we think as a company, <laughs> we're going to suspend them. So why do we even fucking ask their opinions? Why doesn't ESPN just put on their channel, here's what we think as a company about this, and just put it out there and have people read statements and say, this is what ESPN thinks. It doesn't matter what I think, because if I give my opinion, I might get suspended. It's an interesting thought, you know, to have some sort of company PR policy, like we can't delve into this. Yeah, but then it just becomes boring. And I want to listen hear to dissenting shit? opinions. Yeah. I want... Tony Dungy to come forward and say I wouldn't draft Michael Sam because everybody was on this Michael fucking Sam actually having a fucking parade for the guy this and he sucks this whole story I think Michael Sam gave a fantastic response when he was talking about it he's like man thank goodness Tony Dungy wasn't the one trying to you know, like, yeah, he yeah, was the I, coach of the Rams because, yeah. Well, they beat him up for supporting Michael Vick, and he didn't support Michael Vick. He tried to freaking mentor the guy yeah. and get him back to being a decent human being. I think they were going along the lines of, like, he would bring drama to your... He didn't yeah, draft yeah, him. Yeah, he didn't I, yeah, play that's what I'm him. saying. He didn't All he did was try to... He said, I tried to... And he's a religious guy. He said, I tried to lead him back to Christ. Yep. Okay? <laughs> I think that's a pretty noble pursuit to try to help somebody. Fuck, man. Stephen A., he might have been wrong in what he said, okay? He may he, he may not have been appropriate at that moment because it was so fresh. But the guy had an opinion. I don't think what he said, you know, because they take it and they go, oh, so rape is okay. I'm sorry <laughs> I, I brought this rape upon. You know, they take it to such fucking extremes where he didn't say that. Right. Everyone is not. Ann Karkowski tap-raping people. <laughs> she told me at the wedding people are calling her the tap-raper. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. It's that time again. <laughs> oh, get over here. Do your job. Um, but not everybody is that. I mean, that would be like someone going, oh, Ann taps Timmy and, and thinks it's funny, you know, that people are calling her that. Oh, she she... She supports rape. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're absolutely stop right. Stop taking it. There are That's the extreme example. That's the extreme being... example. Somebody would be like, the joke that you guys just made right now is justified. No, it's not. It's not justifying stop anything. Stop taking everything to the extreme. Yeah. It I doesn't mean, need to be extreme all the time. Some people say things, and sometimes they actually mean what they're saying. Because I, I actually, it was funny. I saw this thing today, and it was off a conservative website. rapist. Uh, and it said, and it was funny because it said 15 instances where conservatives are called racist for disagreeing with Obama. Okay, and I started reading it. It pointed out and it had quotes from people. And some of them were so ridiculous. All right. Like in the sense of the person would say something like, uh, and I wish I could think of an exact example, but it would be something like um, Obama was wrong for using the IRS to go after conservative groups. And the one guy was like, the IRS is the new, uh, and he said the N-word. And they're, you know, he's he's extreme this, and they're racist for accusing Obama of this. And it was like this, and this is literally, it was a quote, and this is what the guy said. Like, they're racist for accusing, and it was like, holy fuck, man. Criticizing someone who's black doesn't make you a racist. Uh, Criticizing someone who's gay doesn't make you homophobe. 
Some people, they, they if they want to be equal, then you're open to criticism. Obviously open to criticism. That's interesting. The 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 one I I think I remember that IRS comment. Like um, people like you know Michelle Bachman, yeah. the uh, the House of Representatives chair. Yeah. Um, I want your opinion on this. All right. All right. All right. So I remember a She's while a back. It was, well, <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, God, I can't remember the exact quote. So again, I'll paraphrase. But she said something along the lines of this uh, whole situation is a real tar baby. And she threw out the phrase tar baby. Now, tar baby is traditionally a phrase that is used that to Jonah describe, cannot say. Yeah, Jonah can't say. But it's 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 uh from the Br'er Rabbit story. Um to trick Br'er Rabbit, they made a baby out of tar and uh to get him to come closer to it. That's from a it's from a story. It's mm. uh Uncle Tom's cabin, I think. Um so the the actual phrase tar baby doesn't associate itself towards a derogatory meaning of um Black, black person, what it means is he got close to the thing so he would get stuck. Right. And it's like a conundrum that he found himself yeah. in. Yeah. So But, but like like Mu how Yan. many people <laughs> how many people like me know the story? Right. The throw the word. No, it's tar- his, no, it's, it's historically became, been used as a derogatory term. As a term very derogatory term, because if you look at the old images of the actual tar baby, it's got a hat on with big lips. So, of course, the imagery right there is already kind of blackface. So it's been over 100 years since that story's been written. Right. Obviously, the civil rights movement has happened in the 50s and 60s. We all know what the racial slurs are. I think at this point, that one is pretty much now a racial slur, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she's describing an Obama policy as a real tar baby and she plays the dumb card, do you think she honestly believes she was using it in the same context that I was describing the Br'er Rabbit story? Or was it more a flick in the ear just to say something and then say, what are you guys getting so upset about? I didn't say anything wrong. Tee hee 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 hee. Um, so it, well, let's, let's maybe start. All right. Yeah. First, I think Michelle Bachman is a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> let's start with that. Second, do I think that I think she was using that's a it, racial slur of the week. She was using it in the proper sense, meaning she was using it in reference yes, to the abs- old story. Absolutely. Third, she did not. She she doesn't get lambasted by the press because she is a liberal. And well, Michelle Bachman. Yeah. Isn't she a freaking liberal? She's a hardcore conservative. Oh, you right. know, what I'm thinking of Pelosi. Oh, yeah, Pelosi. Oh, oh Nancy Pelosi, if she would have said tar baby, people would have probably been like, well, she meant it this way. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Go, now, what was she? Yeah. OK, so I'm I was mixing them up. No, like, Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman's yeah. an idiot, too. <laughs> Pelosi's an idiot. Michelle Bachman's an idiot. <laughs> both in the house. So um, I, I have the same opinion of both, even though they're on both sides of the oh, of the political spectrum. Michelle Bachman's got the crazy eyes, too. Um. Do I think she used it properly? Yes. No, she used it contextually right. Yeah. The sentence that she used was an accurate use of the word. Do I know what her intent? I don't know what her intent was. And I'm one of those people that I don't dig deep and go, hmm, that's a veiled racial slur. Did she use it intentionally to poke to to take a jab at Obama? 
I don't know. I I uh, do. The, do I think it was stupid to use it? An educated yeah. woman that's in her forties, who is in the House of Representatives, she obviously did something right in her life to get people to vote for her. She's well educated. To say that she just used that word in the historical con it's it's almost ridiculous to me because that to me is the subtle racism that I think should be pointed out. That shit was fucked up and she knew she was doing it just to fucking no, pick I a fight. I see I don't I don't maybe she was. I don't know. I don't I I try not to speculate on what yeah. I think people really meant. Because you and me can use underhanded comments towards people all the time. And I you know kind of Now if she had stopped and said now I'm using this in the contextual. <laughs> I, was, I mean, seriously, I'm using the term "tar baby" in the con contextual reference yeah. that it was meant to be meaning something this, and so. But then people would still come out and go, "Oh no, you didn't use it that." And so that's my point: is people like with Stephen A. where he said, "I'm not saying." Yeah, but this, the arguments are I'm true. trying like, you to say about twenty that. other words. That you know would make fuck man. Words are words are easy. They're cheap, man. The words are cheap. So that's why I thought it was almost like a cheap jab, just like a quick little hit, and like and let's ruffle some feathers and then just say, oh, I didn't mean it that way. And Stephen A. Smith's story is a little well, bit different. He was trying to give a moron it, because you want to isolate a group of people. You yeah. want to you want to bring people that that are so far extreme the other way. You're never going to get all of them, but if you want to make yourself more appealing to the other side Absolutely. and get those votes, yeah, you, you don't, don't do stupid things like that. Nope. Don't take the shot. I've I've liked our conversation today. It's I, been very nice. I uh, yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I I take people for if somebody says I'm saying this and this is what I mean. I generally go okay. That's take what them at face meant. value as I'm much not as you possibly dig can. under there and go. Hmm. How is this going to cause controversy? <laughs> well, we've already you know decided that. Um, Penalties should be decided whether or not they can affect Luke's fantasy football team. And Fuck yeah! <laughs> Seriously, man, so, I am I I travel to L.A. to draft one of my teams. <laughs> I take this shit very fucking seriously. And <laughs> Ray Rice is. I wish on you could see his team. face right now, everybody. Just... I'm sorry, man. I I don't want to. I'm not trying to change the world every day of the fucking week. I would like my fantasy team to be good. Jonah, That's what I want. Jonah story of the week. I got one if you don't. So uh, go ahead. I mean, uh, we, you, the Jonah story of the week could be anything at the wedding. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of wedding, we'll tell an old wedding story about Jonah because I don't think we've told this story before. In 2004, uh, my brother-in-law Brendan and his uh, wife Sarah got married. And Jonah was the best man of this wedding. So I got into like a wedding mood. The second way I was at your place, I was just thinking of the story the entire time. Okay. I've told this story a bunch. I don't think I've ever told it on the show. Um, Jonah was drinking before dinner was ever served at the wedding. Yeah. Uh, he had hit the open bar up. As is tradition. As is tradition. He was drinking in the limo. He was drinking shots when we were all getting dressed. We were doing a... <laughs> We were we were doing Johnny Walker Gold Label. I remember that in particular. Oh, and um, Jesus Christ! By the time the best man speech was to be given, he was <laughs> Johnny, one eye shut. You got to do a speech. What? <laughs> I I hope the speech is on um, audio somewhere. I really really do because I still remember how the speech starts. Jonah stands up. He sticks out his right arm, and he goes, "Yes." 
And there's like this really uncomfortable pause that lasts like a good 10 seconds and before he gets another word out. You should have ended it yeah. right there. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then sits down. Like, yeah, no, he said a couple things like, Brendan's awesome, love Sarah, blah, you know, just it's all slurred speech. Yeah. And like, Brendan's family. There was a sign language interpreter next to him. Yeah, you've you've met Brendan's family. I mean, very very uh, super conservative. Like yeah. you know, seeing this guy all belligerent up top, there was almost like yeah, a, very Catholic. Like, do we do we clap for this moron right now? So anyway, well, no, yeah, okay. I will tell you a side story after this. I don't think he ever even touched his dinner. Like, I think he was he just drank the entire time. So. <laughs> It was a great reception and all this stuff, and it's winding down around midnight, and Jonah's just wobbling at this point. There's like a puppet of a man still standing around. <laughs> it was it was pretty beautiful, actually, and I think Brendan was getting a little annoyed of how actually hammered he was. So we have, Luke and I have a friend uh, named Trisha, uh, Trisha J. She is about six foot and blonde, mm-hmm. and... Um, she was part of the uh, wedding party, if I'm not mistaken, just like Jonah and uh, very beautiful girl. And Jonah decided it would be a great opportunity to goose Trisha. So he sees her standing in the hallway at the Willowbrook Holiday Inn, and she's got her his her uh, her back turned to him. And you can see him slowly creeping up. And I have a. A three-fourths view. I'm seeing everything. I'm looking at Trisha's face. I could see Jonah sneaking up on her. Only it's not Trisha. It's not the 25-year-old friend of ours, Trisha. It is (laughs) Brendan's 70-year-old aunt. (laughs) Aunt Terry. Ah, Aunt Terry. Oh, yeah, she's 70 in 2004. So Aunt Terry has like platinum blonde hair. It's like white almost. Yeah. And she was wearing a similar color to the <laughs> to the bridesmaids dresses. And he's creeping up. And Luke, I oh shit God. you not, the he got a complete underhook, a big grasp right in the cooter <laughs> underneath from behind. Why did I not know this story? <laughs> she turns around. And like her mouth is wide open, eyeballs like just shocked that. And then seeing Jonah's face go from the smile to <laughs> horror in one <laughs> second, it's like Brendan sees. It. Oh my God! Brendan's going fucking nuts. He's like, "What the fuck?" You know, he's like, he's take, taking Jonah to the side. Jonah's almost in tears. <laughs> he's like. He's kind of doing that little whimper, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm oh, sorry. God. Like talk about instant sober. Like, oh, what did I just do? Like he thought he was gonna get beat up by like Brendan and all the other. So if you're going to, if you're drunk and you need to drive home, you should goose a seventy year old <laughs> to sober up. <laughs> well, as long as you think she's the twenty some odd year old girl, you know, you get that real, uh, realization that oh, I've made a terrible miscalculation. <laughs> He went in the other room and he's like getting chased down by Brendan and Aunt Terry is fuming and she's like getting so pissed off. And we take her to the side after like calming her down for 10 minutes. Uh, Uncle John, who's the guy that employs me at at the wine bar, he Mm -hmm. went up to her and he's like, he confused you for a 25 year old woman. And watching her go from anger to happiness in one second was pretty awesome, too. She's like, really? And she's like, she thought you were her. And they point out to Trisha 
And she's like, awesome. <laughs> so the, the, the nice part is Jonah was kind of whimpering and everything was like kind of crazy for That's a little so bit. So funny. And, uh, she walks up to him and she tells him, uh, what room she's staying in, which was the best part of the night. He's like, yeah, I'm in 25 just in case. That's funny. You know. And then she cupped the balls. <laughs> so these two saw each other again at another wedding where everybody in the family happened to be there. And, uh, we always told her that she needs to like, uh, take a headshot of herself and sign to Jonah for all the good times. Nice. <laughs> That's a great Jonah story. Why was I not aware of you this? Didn't know the story, That's huh? 10 years of mocking. I've missed oh, out on oh, that goose was tremendous. It was like, he even wound up like a guy pitching 16 inch softball. Like, <laughs> 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 well, man, I got nothing else. What about you? I'm good. I'm spent. Amy, we love you. Yes. Wife has moved into the room. Yeah, you're now the wife. Nothing but sex on tap now. I got to get out of here before these two start going at it again. All right. uh, For Luke, this is Nick. Go get a disease, everybody.